Hi and welcome to Infectious Diseases Hub. I'm Martha, the editor, and today I'm joined by Amy Mathers, an assistant professor at the University of Virginia School of Medicine. So, um, Amy Mathers, I am an infectious disease physician. My primary job is antibiotic stewardship, so helping physicians prescribe antibiotics in the hospital. And I also am associate director of the clinical micro lab. My research is focused on emerging drug resistance, especially in gram-negative bacteria, and how those organisms are evolving quite quickly through sharing of DNA. Amy spoke to me during ASM Microbe in June, where she presented some of her research on the wastewater environment and drug resistance. Here, she gives us a bit of an overview of her presentation. So, I will be presenting work on understanding how a gene of drug resistance that's quite consequential has moved between bacterial species within mm. our hospital system and how it's involved the premise plumbing, not tap water, or sure. drinking water, oh, okay, yeah. but wastewater, sink traps, and toilets. Mm. And un unfortunately, because organisms such as gram-negatives can do quite well mm. in the water environment, yeah. wastewater is a very good place for them to exchange drug resistance and evolve. Sure. And so what we found in our hospital, we couldn't understand where patients were getting these drug-resistant bacteria mm. from, and ultimately through genomics and just recognizing that the wastewater environment might be involved, we recognized that that was partially where our patients were getting drug-resistant pathogens from backsplashing in the yeah. hospital and then dispersion when you flush the toilet. Oh, okay. And yeah. so we deployed an intervention in our hospital to put lids on the toilet and we cut our acquisition rate for drug-resistant pathogens of this type in half. That's part of what I'm going to be presenting on. Yeah. Amy went on to tell me a bit more about the topic she's researching, including the building of a sink lab, which, as it literally sounds, is a lab full of sinks some of the work that we've done in the lab. We've actually established a sink lab to really understand and model how bacteria are evolving mm. in the wastewater environment, what is important to propagating genes of drug resistance in the wastewater environment, and then how are they dispersing from the drain into a patient care environment and really trying to model dispersion size, droplet size versus aerosol. Yeah. With interesting findings in the area of wastewater, Amy told us more about what implications her findings could have for hospitals and patients in the future, and what solutions could be provided to mitigate the transmission of drug resistance. So we've been trying to come up with really practical solutions to this problem because I think that when I started with an understanding that our wastewater might be involved, yeah. there were only about 35 publications. There's now over 100 publications. Yeah. And as genes of drug resistance become more consequential, I think people are going to be recognizing the premise plumbing as a source of drug resistance more and more. It can send panic into any hospital administrator to find out that they've got lots of genes of drug resistance in their plumbing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to get rid of it immediately and um, we found through trial and error that just ripping it out doesn't work it basically comes back very quickly because the premise plumbing is all connected and so that biofilm containing genes of drug resistance right. are still there and we've found that those organisms can move backwards in the plumbing at about an inch a day or quicker wow. and That's so really it was quick. only a temporary fix and so what yeah, kind of solutions can we provide to hospitals that will help mitigate or decrease transmission. Mm. We're also trying to understand how sink usage in the hospital 
can make the situation worse. And so, for example, I'll also be presenting on the fact that in, in our sync lab, one thing that we've found is that nutrients are really critical to amplifying these types of yeah. bacteria that are of clinical consequence. And so we need to really rethink how we're using drains in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. In the United States, I think we've all become sort of accustomed to sinks also being garbage disposals or right, getting sure. rid of unused beverages yeah. or liquid waste or even IV fluids and some yeah. medicines all go down the sink drain. Yeah. And that might amplify the problem. Yeah. And so we recently published a study where we had done video surveillance of what was going down the drains in yeah. the hospital. And so I'm hoping to provide really practical solutions around sink usage mm. to try to minimize this issue because yeah. I think our drains are going to be full of drug-resistant bacteria from here on out. Yeah. And I think a hospital is a place where that's probably going to be amplified. Sure. So what can we do to minimize the danger or the risk to patients? Yeah. This research might lead people to focus solely on hospital plumbing as the issue. However, Amy was keen to point out that basic infection control is still absolutely necessary. The first thing I would say, and I always say, is I don't ever want my work to mean that people shouldn't wash their hands. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a danger. <laughs> so hand hygiene is still very critical to spreading drug-resistant pathogens from patient to patient. And so make, making sure that you've got really good basic infection control measures in your hospital to prevent spread from patient to patient is paramount and remains paramount. I think that this is a portion of transmission of drug resistance, but it is definitely not the whole of it. We know there are other risks in the hospital environment that can transmit drug-resistant pathogens or other pathogens that can live on surfaces. So if you don't clean equipment between patients, you can transmit organisms like this or things like Clostridium difficile or MRSA. And so cleaning of hospital equipment and just basic infection control remains really critical for this issue. And I don't want my science to overstate the issue of premise plumbing in the role of transmitting drug resistance. But I also think we have to pay attention yeah. to it um, because it's where a lot of evolution is occurring. With regards to the transmission of drug resistance in the wastewater plumbing environment, Amy explained why this is such a key environment and why it presents such a big problem. How is this helping genes of drug resistance evolve? That probably isn't happening as frequently in dry environments as it does in a sink trap. Bacteria can create protein and DNA matrices that they can live within and that somewhat protects them. And those build up in drains and it creates a perfect moist environment for bacteria to exchange genes of drug resistance, especially when they're under different pressures. A lot of the genes that I follow are on mobile pieces of DNA that can be traded back and forth between bacteria and they may have other genes on there like heavy metal resistance or other types of genes of drug resistance that may promote transmission because they all travel in a single DNA packet between bacteria and so it's an ideal environment for the evolution of drug resistance unfortunately and I think that is the probably the bigger issue in the long term. How is a hospital wastewater environment amplifying the problem? Yeah. The other issue is, is patients with these types of bacteria end up in hospitals. It's kind of the first place that drug-resistant pathogens go, so then kind of the worst of the worst genes end up in the hospital, then end up in the sink, and end up in the wastewater, and then we add in, you know, antibiotics. A lot of antibiotics go out in a patient's urine unchanged. And so, for example, if you have a patient on cefepime, six grams a day, 
that's basically going out six grams a day into that hospital wastewater, giving an advantage to bacteria that have genes of drug resistance. And then you dispose of nutrients down that drain and all sorts of things, and you can just see how it would be a a superbug party. (laughs) I don't know what's going to need to happen for the greater community. There's been research that's shown that you can tell when a hospital is on a wastewater system because it tends to have more genes of drug resistance um, from that hospital drainage as it goes to wastewater treatment. And so I think there's a lot of big issues that need to be tackled. More broadly thinking about antibiotic resistance, Amy gave us her opinion on the most promising strategies to tackle this global problem, as well as talking about how the disparities between countries with different levels of wastewater management could actually impact the emergence of resistance. More broadly, yes. you sort of touched on this already, but how important are infection prevention and control measures? Yeah. Antibiotic resistance as a global issue, yeah. I think there's a lot of moving parts going on. I think that we have been using antibiotics for the last 30 to 40 years pretty liberally, yeah. including in animal husbandry and in patient care, and not really thinking too much or feeling too much the downside of antibiotic use. Usage. But bacteria have been around a lot longer than we have, and even the, the antibiotic compounds, most of them have been around a lot longer than we have. And so it's just a matter of organisms sharing those genes of drug resistance in response, and so they can evolve much more quickly than yeah. a multi-celled organism like <laughs> us. So it's probably a smaller role for the global issue, yeah. but for the patient in the hospital, yeah. it's critical. Yeah. It is central to preventing bad outcomes and preventing transmission to patients that are within the hospital. Does it change the overall rate at which genes of drug resistance are evolving and we're losing antibiotics? Probably to some degree, but I think they're kind of two synergistic elements. I think it's really, really important for individual patients and healthcare workers within a hospital. Yeah. Do you think maybe lower resource countries Mm -hmm. that perhaps don't have access to antibiotics properly? Yeah. Do you think stewardship and infection prevention is going to play a bigger role there? Yeah, I think I think if you don't have wastewater treatment, yeah. it is very difficult to have infection control make a huge impact. Yeah. And so what we've, you know, we don't know everything that's going on in, in some of the countries where there's genes of drug resistance, but let's take, for example, some of the antibiotic resistance organisms that are evolving in Southeast Asia. And what we see is that for organisms that are still rare in the U.S. or countries yeah. that have wastewater treatment, yeah. What we see there is that something like ESBLs are a minority or the enteric bacteria that carry genes that can hydrolyze some of our most important antibiotics Mm. are still quite rare in the community. Whereas if you pivot and you go to some of the data out of Southeast Asia, being in the hospital is not a risk factor for acquiring one of those organisms like it is in more higher income countries. And we're now starting to see carbapenem resistance really affect patients and it's coming from the community. Because there's just no barrier if you're not doing wastewater treatment. And all those things that I described happening in a hospital plumbing system can happen in water or 
situation sewage where there's intermixing yeah and so I think the issues are going to be harder there and mm. so then how do you do infection control to protect mm. your patients what I think is the most critical thing for developing countries that are facing this yeah. is we need to get them better drugs like yeah. you had said where they don't have access to some of the newer agents yeah. I think we should put resources towards getting wastewater treatment for prevention but also that shouldn't be the case we yeah. should collectively decide that we're not gonna settle for ineffective yeah. drugs yeah. just because they're not high income yeah absolutely yeah. and so that's where getting those drugs to those patients is critical yeah. they've got a, a tougher climb for infection control yeah. in those countries and where to put the resources yeah, of course. finally I asked Amy what her vision for the future was and where she hoped to see this field in the next five to ten years so I think we need to continue to have discussions around what we're going to do with hospital wastewater and its yeah. contribution to the evolution of antibiotic resistance uh, and who's responsible. Is it yeah. the hospital? Is it the wastewater, the EPA? Is yeah. it um, public health? Yeah. And it doesn't matter where, we should all work together yeah. to figure out how we're going to minimize the impact from some of the inherent problems in a hospital. I also think continuing to support antibiotic development is just going to be yeah. critical. Even if we could fix everything today, organisms are still going to evolve antibiotic resistance yeah. and we have lost some of our most important antibiotics and continue to lose them. Mm -hmm. Things like ampicillin not working on E. coli anymore. It's a really valuable drug and the organisms carry genes against ampicillin so frequently. I think the microbiome of the world is yeah. kind of forever changed yeah. and so unfortunately I think we need to also make sure that we have new agents so five, ten years from now yeah. we'd have several new classes of antibiotics. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I'm hopeful for is that with advent and application of next generation sequencing, yes. our ability to really understand the way that organisms are evolving and yeah. start tackling how do you stop mobile genetic elements and how yeah. do you mitigate rapid evolution and gene exchange in bacteria? Yeah. Small goals. Thank you for listening to this ID Hub Talks podcast from Infectious Diseases Hub. You can find more podcasts as well as news, interviews and opinion pieces at www.idhub.com.